ask for it, but here it is, the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. All right, and, and welcome back into the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. My name is Flynn. I'm going to be one of your hosts for the evening. I'm here with my fellow host, Kevin. What's up, guys? Hova Camp. No, 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 no. There is no N <laughs> in my camp. name. Thank Hove you. Camp. How's it going, he, he guys? Got, he, got, he got thrown because I used his intro on purpose just to throw him off so he couldn't say what's up, guys, the same way. And Jacob. How's it going, guys? <laughs> it's cool, guys. I thought What's it'd be it nice sounded, to have a thing, and so I say that sounded every time. exactly like Hope Camp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, make sure again to follow us on all of our social medias uh, on Twitter and Instagram at AiredBNB. Follow all of us as well if you enjoy uh, seeing Hope Camp digging up his yard for butterflies. Uh, yeah, I'm digging up my yard for butterflies. That's that's update number one that's on the Twitter right now. The other one is that my girlfriend is going through pure bar instructor training, which means I have to do all of these pure bar exercises that she's learning, and that is also going on the Twitter. Why do you call her your girlfriend instead of just saying her name? We know her name, Quarantine. Why don't you just call her by Quarantine? We learned last episode that's her yeah. name. A lot has changed since Quarantine. I eat vegetables yeah. now because of Quarantine. I, we I get had it. asparagus tonight. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> since quarantine changed yeah so yeah uh we we post some stuff on social media and uh yeah so tonight i've actually uh uh switched up what i'm drinking a little bit um usually you know 19 times out of 20 i'm a straight bourbon type of guy with maybe an ice cube but tonight i've actually decided to make a little little cocktail uh i have uh, done done right a old-fashioned so made with Larceny bourbon, I uh, went and gotten some Old Forester bitters, and then I made a simple syrup infused with uh, uh, orange zest. So it is delicious. So did you, char- did you char the orange peel before you put it in there? Or uh, yes, it's the or there's orange in there, and then the, I actually also have a cherry in there as well. So, acceptable, acceptable. Yeah. Kevin, what are you drinking? I um. I busted out the uh, the Weller's Reserve. Um, I'm celebrating tonight. Uh, Kristen and I, we bought a house. Um, nice. Congrats. We're moving Congrats. this fall Congrats. into a new house. It's going to be great. We're really excited about it, so I'm celebrating. The other reason I'm okay to drink this bottle of Weller, and for those of you who might not know Weller's Reserve, it's um, you know nomenclature would call it the, the poor man's pappy. Um, so made by the same folks who do Pappy Van Winkle, Weller's Reserve was the original weeded bourbon. Um, used to be able to find it everywhere at like $25. It was great. Once people figured out how great it was, it's now impossible to find. So I'm op- I opened this bottle and I'm drinking it only because I found a bottle last week. So that's my rule. I will always have one bottle unopened um, and then I'll, I'll open a bottle once I find a second. So I found my second, opened this bottle to celebrate, and I love it. It is delicious. Very nice. Hove, I, I was imagining like when you were talking about like finding your second that you're like now I can duel and I just went straight to <laughs> Hamilton like you you now can have dueling no, he, bourbons. He just <laughs> cracked one across the house that he bought yeah, like a shit. And they're like we haven't signed yet. <laughs> um, I think it's been a little while since uh, I, I cracked this one open. There's only so much room on my counter for all the bourbons that I've been purchasing for this podcast. So uh, I went back to the old <laughs> Knob the Creek. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for the podcast. <laughs> no other reason. Uh, Knob Creek, uh, nine-year, 100 proof. Uh, just so delicious. So I'm having a good time. Um, pretty, I feel like you're always good to bring us down to like um, the blue-collar bourbon. So what do you Looks got nice. for us? 
Mm, not anymore. Ooh. Uh, oh. You see, you know, I had a had a birthday a, a while back and everyone I guess was tired of me mentioning the same bourbons on the podcast, so I got a couple different bottles. Uh actually last week's was a birthday present, the Jepson's bourbon, which Flynn tried yesterday. It did. It has a bad aftertaste. <laughs> it is it is bourbon with an aftertaste that is not good. Yeah. That's that's Malort for you. Yeah. I mean, like Malort's yeah. not going to make a bourbon that's like, ooh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. it's, on, it's on brand, you know. Yeah, yeah. right. You're gonna uh, say I didn't see that coming, but it's not a good way. I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tonight's bourbon, though, is actually the New Riff single barrel, which I believe has been consumed by someone else on here before. But uh, it was a gift from Flynn, so I cracked it open. Uh, featured with my uh, also another gift uh, from our friend Colin, um, my ice uh, ice like maker ball, whatever thing. Uh, makes ice balls in the shape of the Death Star. So Excellent. I have poured my bourbon over top of the Death Star. Flynn, and what movie? Away. What movie is that from, Flynn? Do you uh, know? Legend of Bagger Vance. Good, good which, which I believe uh, is is no small moon and also <laughs> basically just round with a little divot. Well, it, but if it was near station. a moon, it would be a moon moon, right? Right, yes. obviously. Look at us doing callbacks. So many callbacks <laughs> just in the first like I can't, three minutes. Just, that's got to be the most simple nerd shape to just charge an extra $5 for. I can make that for you just with like a small spoon and a regular thing. Speaking just of callbacks, totally that's yeah. fair. Speaking of callbacks, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to feel anxious that I didn't get you anything for your birthday, bourbon related. And then I remember that I hate gifts of obligation. Mm-hmm. So I won't be giving you something feeling obligated to do so. But then I remembered episode one where we talked about I gave you a bottle of Basil Hayden for <laughs> some reason on New Year's We also talked about the state that you were in for that. Oh, too, yeah, though. yeah. <laughs> and I want to, you know, it's episode 11, so let's just call back to that real quick. I'll make it really clear. I had been drinking. That is it. It makes it sound like I was, on, like, you know, when I went back and listened, it makes it sound like I was on, like, psychedelics or something. And I, I don't do that. So, Kevin was on the moon. Yeah. It's like, and, you know, I was and in the some, thing is, is I it's say always, state, you know, with, with us, it's always only alcohol. And so it's, it, we just all know, obviously, it was just bourbon. And there's no even correction coming from us to help the audience out. Yeah. Just yeah. left to their own devices. But there are people who don't know us well that are starting yeah. to listen to this. We're, we have, listen, this is episode 11. We've only released five, and we have two five star reviews. And one thing that's true is none of the four of us left those five star reviews. So <laughs> I think we I would think like more five star reviews. Uh, so if, if you would like to subscribe, rate and review. Uh, we would we would like those. We want your feedback. Tell us how terrible we are or how stupid I am or how funny we're not. Yeah, we would love to hear Click the things. link below. If we were YouTube. You <laughs> Click know. the link below for this <laughs> podcast. Uh, there uh, might, Flynn, I, don't Flynn know. I believe I don't in addition to two five-star reviews, your dad also left us a three bourbon glass cheers comment. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. I asked my dad, I said, I said, have you listened? He's like, yeah, I listened to a few episodes. It's different. And so, you know, that's about the best review he could give for us. So listener of the week. Was how many bourbon glasses <laughs> it took him before we were acceptable. <laughs> He's a maker's guy. So yeah, yeah. He had, he had cracked open the makers and he was like, it's, it's different. <laughs> I was with your dad last weekend, and he mentioned nothing, which tells yeah, me he's yeah. not all that interested. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my mom made him listen to a little bit of it, and he was like, ooh, I don't want to listen to any of that. Nope. No, thank you. No, thank you. All right. Well, that was that's good. 
Yeah, he's our listener of the week. So congrats, um, before, Dad. I guess I guess before we get into anything special, should we go ahead and uh, make our payments? Those oh, of yeah. us that are making payments. Sure. Sure. So, so I owe Hope Ke- or I owe uh, Kevin a shot, <clears throat> and I have a, a shot of gin. This is a, a double shot glass here, so it's only filled up halfway. But it's actually of the gin that <clears throat> I purchased when we went during our fantasy football draft to the Highlands uh, Distillery, and it's that's uh, not a punishment in any way. It's it's. I said I owe you a shot of gin. I don't want to take a shot of crappy gin. It's a good gin. It's a prohibition distillery. And it's fantastic. So cheers. Yeah, I was going to say, that gin I actually thoroughly enjoy, and I don't like gin. So. Smooth. Yes, very smooth. It's, it's actually very good gin. Um, and I owe a shot. Um, I don't owe anything because the debate was uh, just a disaster, uh, and Pretty is a moron, and Flynn's even dumber. But I will respect <laughs> the rules that were outlined, and I will take this shot of rum. The only reason I have any rum is because I thought I would want to add it to a strawberry banana smoothie. Then I didn't add it to the strawberry banana smoothie. So um, I have quarantine. Is it spiced at least? Quarantine no, brought me some rum. Trader uh, Joe's Rum of the Gods. Um, gotta get so, spiced you know, rum, man. Can't get clear rum. You don't want to add spiced rum to the daiquiri. That, yeah, you do. It's delicious. No. Clear. This this will be fine. This is the rum of the gods. Quarantine has brought me many lovely things, and I'm going to trust that quarantine uh, won't steer me wrong here. So, the rum of the gods. Yeah, I've had worse. <laughs> <laughs> None of you all have these visual visceral reactions like I did uh, last week doing the having the Jepsons. Which was you know, just yeah, hilarious you, that, you, you don't that your punishment to that. was to just take a shot of the bourbon you were drinking. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Yeah. Like, we all are okay if you're just like, I'm going to go spend $25 on a decent bottle of bourbon. But you're like, no, I'm going to spend $15 and, and not enjoy myself. That's exactly what you do every week. Well, Except for bourbon. this week. And I, I spent more money on a bottle, and it's delicious. So. Anyway. All right. All right let's, I'm going to just yeah. jump us right into what we're talking about because um, – We've already discussed enough useless things, so let's uh, let's really focus in on one useless thing. Useless in-depth analysis. And this is a topic, I believe, Flynn, this was Lauren's birthday when we first... I think it was Kristen's birthday Kristen's that we had this birthday. conversation. Okay. All I remember is there's a big table of us out, we're eating, um, and at a restaurant, obviously pre-COVID times for this one. And somehow we started talking about clothing accessories. And then the dinner shifted to everyone very passionately talking about belts. And that's what we decided to bring to you guys today. Um, We're going to talk about clothing accessories, but specifically what constitutes one, what doesn't, and most importantly, where in the hell do belts fit into this equation? there were passionate stances about necessities. Yeah. It, it can, if an accessory is necessary, is it an accessory? 
Can you accessorize necessities to make them an accessory? What is what have uniform codes come into this? Um, and I honestly forgot where anyone stands. I just know that we yelled a lot um, because we kept drinking well, and we kept yelling, and it was we yelled a lot because several of you are so stupid about this. And well, and Kevin, ta- why don't you why don't you bring lovely intelligence now as you can sit on your cloud of judgment and passing down life lessons to one all quick, us one, one real quick. Uh, I want everyone to to picture this dinner, and it's about ten people on this like long table. I think it was and more than ev- that. Everyone it was fancy. Everyone is the lady that is yelling at the cat in that meme. Every single person at <laughs> that table is that lady. So that's what that's we're going description with. Play. That's who we are. That is who that we really are. is. And it was a pretty nice restaurant too. Like it was. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they like this. <laughs> yeah, was, I'm, I'm not that this not was, the this was my wife's birthday. I'm pretty I, it was sure either it was yours Christmas. or Lauren's. I don't remember where we were. Um, I remember the fight. I don't remember where we were at all. It was it was at a nice restaurant in Cincinnati. I couldn't tell you what it was, but I'm pretty sure it was Kristen's birthday. I think, Maybe I think Colin and I got lost on the way, Probably. which is not that that doesn't narrow it down though. Did we go Let's to Kevin? That? Start us off. Okay, here we go. Here we go. The answer is for me um, a question of fashion versus function. Okay, if the belt is there for function, if there are belt loops, then the belt is not an accessory. If there are no belt loops and it is not a nature in there to hold your pants up or whatever, the belt is accessory because it is there for fashion and not function. That is where I stand. It makes the most sense. It's difficult for me to understand other arguments beyond that because if you're wearing a belt uh, with, a pan- with pants that have belt loops, then you look normal. But if you're wearing pants with belt loops and you don't have a belt, you look like an idiot. Um, your attire is incomplete. Um, so a belt is an accessory uh, when it is fashion. A belt is not an accessory when it is function. Similar. Okay, so you're saying it's a necessity if there's belt loops. It's uh, an accessory if there are no belt loops. Yeah, and, yeah absolutely. And that, and that by definition, a necessity cannot be an accessory. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Because uh, I, I agree. And then um, we're all big mm. fans of the show Letterkenny, mm-hmm. which – uh, one of my favorite lines in that is when uh, Squirrel Dan is just like, why don't you guys wear belts? And Wayne's response is, and I'll edit it, uh, because we buy pants that fit. Uh, but they, yep. they have belt loops, and he's a shirt tucker, so his shirt's always tucked in. He's wearing jeans. His belt loops are exposed. Um, but he also always gets up and kind of pulls his pants up a little bit, too. And I'm like, dude, just wear a belt. Because there is uh, – under no circumstance can you wear jeans without a belt – that when you go bend down to pick up a stick in the yard or fix the sink or pick up your keys because you dropped them, you're going to moon someone if you don't have a belt on your mm-hmm. jeans. It's yeah, just I, gonna happen. Yeah, I think totally you true. are you are negligent when you don't even consider overalls or, or suspenders. Because suspenders can take the place of a belt, and that makes them an accessory. There, it is, there is some type of necessity holding your pants up. I agree. Pants are not well suited to actually fitting us unless they're uh, not – unless they're like a, a workout pant or shorts or something like that. And even then, I but, have to tie those. Yeah, yeah, most of the time. Unless the elastic's real good. A, a good elastic a good elastic is the best part of Lasts pants. Lasts for I like mean, two uh, washes. Yeah. Go on. That's true. That's true. Anyway, um, <clears throat> there are two ways to hold your pants up in an effective and 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 
acceptable manner in our culture. And it's, it's belt mostly, but then suspenders as well. And so that to me makes belts not the necessity. They are an accessory. You are choosing between two accessories that are necessary for your attire. And so they are not required. If I have a good pair of pants that don't need a belt, I don't like wearing a belt. So I sometimes won't. If I'm going to a nice event though, like if I were to wear a tie, that is a, an accessory that is necessitated in that scenario. Hmm. Ties are always an accessory. Yeah. So here's what I'll Depending say. Depending on the scenario. So no, here's, no, wait, wait. So you're saying ties are not an accessory sometimes? Because that is, no, that is blasphemous. So They're I'm always saying an accessory. That, I'm saying that most things are accessories. Like um, if you go to a black tie event, you're expected to wear a tie. Sure, still sometimes an accessory. accessories. I'm saying sometimes accessories are necessary, but that doesn't make them an, a necessity. Okay, so, so I, necessities. I have a comment, a comment yeah. on this one in particular because for me, the belt analogy, um, the, the the best like analogy for the belt being sometimes an accessory when it's fashion, but not when it's function. To me, is cufflinks. When you're wearing a mm, tuxedo yep. shirt, um, that re- that the only way to clip. Um, the cuff together is th- by cufflink. The cufflink is function, not fashion. Um, but the the situation where there is an option, uh, where it's not part of the the shirt because they they have the little buttons that you can kind of cheat with. In that instance, it's an accessory. Like I can wear cufflinks or a like a tie bar with dress attire. Those are all accessories. Um, but if you're in if you're in you know a wedding or you're wearing a tux t- uh, shirt to something. And you know you need the cufflinks to to cuff uh, to link the cuffs, then it is function, not fashion. So, uh, I I also I feel like we all kind of well aside from Flynn maybe have like the same stance in regards to belts because so fun fact you guys uh, <laughs> point of order yeah <laughs> point of order <laughs> point, of, point of order here's a fun fact. Prior, no, but this is this is actually like some real knowledge for you all. Uh, prior to the 1920s, belts were literally just for decorative purposes. They weren't used as like function because the trouser. You the, do not know that. I know that. I know Why? that. Why do you know that? Because you looked it up specifically for a fun fact tonight. Because that is fine. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, honestly, knowing we were talking <laughs> no, about no, belts, I was no, no, no. Seriously, and seriously, uh, when when it was like, oh, we're gonna talk about belts, I was like, oh, um, okay, cool. So I just did a little, you know, brief research on belts and the history of belts, and yeah, prior to the 1920s. So what uh, does that? So what does that do to your your argument? Are they accessories now that it's after 1920? No, they're a hundred percent functionality. I went to Flynn's house last night and I forgot to put a belt on, and I it was like I literally felt like I was sitting at his house without pants on. Like in, that's in, how in typical I Jacob felt. pretty fun fact in my participation, I'm gonna call bull. I don't agree. My guess is what you mean is belt pants with belt loops didn't exist before the 1920s, but you can't know that belts didn't exist. Um, no, no, no. You know, I'm, po- that's what I'm saying. They did exist. Pocahontas, the 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 Disney uh, movie, which we know is exactly historically accurate to a T, right? <laughs> exactly what happened. Yeah. Uh, down to the magic tree. You know, she's wearing a belt. Um, you know, and so I, I don't, I don't think I can agree that belts weren't. Flynn, did you find something? No. Point of order. 
No, you have a question. Belt loops, belt <laughs> no, loops this, this actually might were be invented order. in 1922. So you were right on the money there, Kevin. According to who? But that doesn't mean that they weren't necessary for for pants. They just that just means that they were tied no, over the pants. Once you I, once you put belt loops on the pants, you have to. They they cannot go. Hold on, hold on. Time out. Then you, out. Then have, you should probably have your shirt untucked. Have any of you all then, been, you been be in a period piece where you had to wear some pantaloon or something from prior to the 19th century? Obviously not. You know I have. <laughs> Kevin Kevin can back me up on this. Belt loops don't exist. They only did trousers. But in the 1920s, the waistline dropped lower. So they're like, oh, we've got to add a belt now instead of trousers. So the, that way we the, don't have, you know, two Jacob foot pretty trousers. Fun fact, the Jacob Pretty Fun Fact was belts were invented in the 1920s. No, That's not I true. No, belt I said prior to the 1920s, no, no. belts were used for no, decorative he's, purposes he's only. Pretty is correct on this one, Kevin. What you no. heard was that belts were invented. What he said was that they shifted from yes, fashion to function fashion, in the 1920s. Yeah. And, we, and anyway, I don't think he knows that. So he does, I think he, he, he that it was... I think that uh, the the manufacturers of belts had bribed in the 1920s pant makers to put little loops around so they could start selling more of we their products. So and so off they are track. They are not. They are not a necessity all of the time. They may be necessary at times. However, it does not mean that you have to wear a belt if there are belt loops. I will. Here's, stand here's on where I may belt. have to do some cognitive dissonance, and I need Kevin and Pretty to to comment on this are suspenders accessories because i feel like they definitely are so it depends on the it depends on the pant if, if in I, Flynn's I don't example agree. i i'm not wearing a belt i'm wearing suspenders so flynn I'm is flynn is wrong in his take because a if you're wearing a tuxedo and there are belt loops you need to wear a belt um if you're wearing a tuxedo that doesn't have belt loops it's because the tuxedo is designed to be worn with suspenders um or uh, a cummerbund and all those other different things that come in tuxedos. But I, I don't think – I think you always look like an idiot if there are belt loops and you're not wearing a belt. Always. That's probably true. But that's just like your opinion, man. I think, I think that we've, we're at a point in our <laughs> culture. Said, I think. <laughs> and with what, is, with what is out there that you wear a belt all the time. And if you deviate from that to accomplish the same function, you're accessorizing. If you jazz up, if you put a massive belt buckle on, you've accessorized. If you go suspenders instead of a belt, you've accessorized. But the belt is not an accessory. It is required for everyday function of clothing, and you have to have it. Ties you are an accessory. Coat jackets, every coat jackets aren't. Why is that on the thing? Coat jackets are just jackets. <laughs> That's just stupid. <laughs> you're making the same argument though, because they. So Kevin, no, belts you're are not that an you, belts are not an accessory. They're they're absolutely integral to any time that you would possibly wear them. There are modern tuxedos that don't require ties, which is the only reason why I agree with HuffCamp. I was going to say that in the sense that you're going to a formal dinner, a tie is expected because it is, even though it's an accessory, it is part of the outfit like a bow tie. But in in this case that there are tuxedos now that don't necessarily have a tie with them, I think that that has changed. Um, I'd be curious, Hope, to get your feedback on this because my view, and this is why I disagree that with the 1920s thing, because I think having something that holds up your pants um, counts as a belt in my mind. So for me, 
the drawstring that's in gym shorts is a belt. It's just not a belt that's worn on the outside of the pant. And so okay. it's how you keep your pants up. And I, don't, I, think, I don't care I think, about that. I think it's likely that so people is the needed... elastic a belt to you? That's no. what he just said. No, the drawstring. Which yeah, but I'm saying if, if there is good enough elastic in your pants, is that considered a belt to you? I think it could be. I, I, I could be tied, talked into that, but my, the point I'm trying to make is I no. believe that prior to 1920 or 1922, it was possible that people needed to use string or things that aren't, that weren't suspenders to pull up and hold up their, their pants. I think that was probably true for women and men. And so I don't necessarily agree that you can say with definitive certainty that, that belts were... Um, started to be used in the 1920s for that purpose. I just don't agree. Um, I don't think you could prove it. I, I, I will submit to fl- what I heard Flynn say, which was in 1922 they started adding belt loops, and then belts became something that were, in some instances, both fashion and function. Um, but I don't know that you can say with certainty that that wasn't the case. I mean, I think the, the the thing is this, is it is historically true that as time has gone on, our uh, our waistline or what we think of our waist is like lowered. Like if you ever get measured by a tailor, the where your waist is, is like, I still can't figure it out for me, but whatever. Below my, you, my belly fat. Yeah, mine keeps like, changing, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so, I mean, yeah, Kevin, I think you're, you're totally... You, you're right in the sense of yes, it it definitely maybe it wasn't just created or belt loops weren't just created in the 1920s to serve solely as function, but and I I would agree with you that I think yes prior to that they probably did have like you know strings or or what have you you know uh, tying your tunic together. See, There's I a think- point that I was going to make and I forgot now. It's I think important. that there's only only three pieces of clothing that that you can definitively say that is necessary. Let, let, for... let me guess what Flynn's going to say. Go ahead. Soup, salad, <laughs> and <laughs> that's sandwiches. Exactly what I was thinking. What what <laughs> no. in what discussion do you have anything that's not three categories? <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out in future episodes. <laughs> Can't uh, wait. <laughs> when, when Flynn comes in with a with an in-depth analysis where there's four categories, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I'll come up with one eventually. But there are only three categories that are ne- necessary for a wardrobe. It's something to, to cover your torso, something to cover your waist, private areas, and legs, and then something to cover your feet. Now, those are the necessities to me. And, 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 and so things like socks, things like uh, ties or, or belts or underwear, those are necessary at times, but those are accessories to what the necessities are of the wardrobe to be culturally uh, acceptable. Here's, here's my big thing. I think that, that there are always times that something is necessary, that any – like a tie is necessary – for formal events, uh, a tux is necessary for your wedding when everyone's getting fitted for a tux. Whatever. So, like the tuxedo jacket is no longer an accessory. All that stuff. I think that for me, it is not an accessory if everyday clothing requires it, and a belt is required by everyday clothing, uh, and that that makes it not an accessory. That here, makes here. it here, required. Here. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Except if you bought pants that fit, you know, then it's not totally required. Yep. I, I am a very Wayne like Letterkenny. Which I would just which buy I'll go back to the you will be showing your butt crack. 
That is true. I actually knew a guy in high school who didn't want to wear a belt, be but because uh, we would get because. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> This, this guy in high school, he didn't like wearing belts, uh, but because we would get uh, detention if we got, you know, like if our pants were too low or something, he'd actually zip tie the back of his pants to hold them up. Sounds like, <laughs> like a he'd theater zip nerd. zip tie two of the belt loops together to hold his pants. I wore a baseball belt so many times in high school because I forgot mine or lost it or it broke or whatever. I don't know. Uh, um, I also had a friend make a seatbelt belt. That was the coolest thing ever. Like he took a seatbelt from a car and fashioned it to and made see, it. A belt. I, I always and I, just I, go I, to the office and borrow a belt. Why did we do these stupid things? I, always, I also went to a, uh, I also went to a private school where we had a dress code, um, but I actually rarely wore belts. If I think back on it, like I I would tuck my shirt in, but. I think I that's, very a, that's a Maysville dress code for you. I was, I was very close. Re- I was with reserving the my Maysville comments. I, I do a lot of <laughs> no. I was very close with most of the principals, uh, and they let me slide with a lot of stuff. So um, yeah, I was. Just, I'm just thinking back. I'm like, I don't think I I wore belts most days that I went to school in my uniform. All right, hmm. that's fair. Maybe that's so, the cultural differences. You know. Yeah. So okay. So <laughs> no. <laughs> final final say. Uh, <laughs> My opinion, belt necessity, uh, tie necessity on certain occasions, sport coat, obviously an accessory. I'm, I'm only, belts are the only necessity of that. Everything else is an accessory. Uh, all of these things are accessories that can be necessary at times. And Kevin's, <laughs> Kevin's opinion is, what day is it? What do I have to wear? What's the dress code? I'll tell you in a minute. <laughs> My hot dogs are sandwiches once you put them on the bun. Um, you know, you belts are excess. Belts are accessories unless there's belt loops, and then it's a necessity. It's just, it's just true. It's just logic. You know, I feel like people listen to this and they're like, "Why do these?" Th- I want to follow just this. Not just I want to follow this logic. So, like, this hot dog <laughs> bun is a pair of pants with belt loops. Does it require the hot dog? For this no, analogy? you can do other cool stuff with hot dog buns. Okay, I mean, you like can, suspenders. You, you can't put suspenders on hot dog buns. So, that's fair. Real question for another no, time. Able to. <laughs> what do you put on first when you get up in the morning? Do you put your shirt on or your My pants belt. on first? Underwear. Uh, I'm, an, I'm an underwear guy. I go underwear, belt, pants, one sock, shirt, sock, shoes. I go underwear, <laughs> undershirt, socks, then pants, shoes, shirt, tie, jacket, watch out the door see so work from home it's more like okay i put a a t-shirt uh my my gym shorts flip-flops and a hat on and and you could also teach in that oh i do i do (laughs) um like (laughs) so recently though i i i I had impromptu speeches in my class and one of the topics was do you go sock sock shoe shoe or do you go sock shoe sock shoe and a lot of people are like whoever goes sock shoe sock shoe are psychopaths i agree but so i've been having some bad back problems recently and i have decided that i only want to bend over once per foot and it's not bad. It's actually pretty nice just, if you have back you problems. You define half of your life as recently? No. More recently, I have had worse back problems. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yes. Most of my life, I've had back problems. But more recently, they have been worse. Flynn, 
Flynn, I'm calling you out. Okay. Your expertise is you have back problems. <laughs> that's okay. the that's the topic. Okay, let's. You want to go first or second? <laughs> I, I, what's I'm the question? So, it looks like he just looked. Uh, from my perspective, and I guess Pretty and I have to judge this now. It looks like Kevin just looked up some like back spasm facts and is about to take a weird stance. That's okay, what so I'm what's so excited for this. I would never do that. <laughs> so, so I guess here we are. Okay, what's, what's the, the wager? Okay. What's the wager? Okay, okay what's the yeah? What's the, what's the question and what's the wager? <laughs> You're How many me on back problems? Um, <laughs> it's facts about backs. Back facts. Back facts. Back facts. Back facts. Back facts. Okay. Why would you back not facts. take the rhyming title? That I'm so I'm so ashamed of you, Kevin. Facts about backs rhymes. Facts on backs on backs on facts. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, are you quizzing? Oh, I'm so I'm confused you. about the premise. Okay. Um, if you what? get the answers right, then I'll take a shot of the lemon vodka I can see from my chair. If you get the answers wrong, then you you have to to do another terrible shot of gin. No, okay. Not, point the, of the order. Gin was good. No, you point have a question. Order. Yeah. What? So it's one question. He's got to right, get it I right. I want to have. I would How like many to questions? next episode, Flynn. Can you put some time for us to just? talk about points of order so that pretty understands it <laughs> <laughs> just block off like five minutes so that he can ask all the questions that he needs to before he okay. understands what okay. he's going so for. so you're asking me one question one about, question about backs uh yep. spines and okay uh sure i will i will accept your terms uh okay let's go yeah. i guess okay okay when you were at what age did you start experiencing Back problems. 20, 20. Is this the question? Yeah, I was 22. Wow, somehow Flynn might miss the question here. No, it's <laughs> I, I, was that's tw- it. I, was, <laughs> I believe him. Kevin, take your shot. <laughs> uh, I was 22. Okay, okay. When no, you were 22. No, 22. When, when, when an average well, person, one. an average American is 22, how many vertebrae do they have? That's a good question. Um, let's see. I think it's 19. That's so specific that I want him to be right. Uh, Hove, do you think he got over or under? What do I have to do with this? Nothing. I'm just curious. <laughs> I mean, Flynn probably knows, but uh, he also didn't know how old he was when his back first It was 23. into yeah. nothing. <laughs> Uh, and I've also told you how old you are before. That's true. I debated you on how old I was, so. and I was wrong. <laughs> so um, I'm going to say he's overshot it because he's wrong on most number things. Okay. I think it's 17. Okay. So second question. Second. I was under the impression it was one question. I'm going to give you a second one. Okay. Um, your son is how old? 19 months? 19 months. How many vertebrae? Does the average 19-month-old have? That's a great question. Um, I'm going to say, I don't know, 15. Okay. Do we think he was over or under? Uh, I feel like... I don't know enough about backs. Are they... Did you just add vertebrae? Like... No, then, I like, feel like you you're old, born with all your down? vertebrae. No, I feel like you have them all. So none of you are right. So so I've won. Okay. So according to um, the Mayfield Clinic, uh, the average person is born with thirty-three individual vertebrae. Um, the average adult male, eighteen and above, uh, has twenty-four. 
24. So. I mean, I guess Flynn, take another shot of delicious gin. Oh, no. Yeah, I'll do that next time. It's downstairs. What an uh, uh, You brought up the individual shot? Yes, that's why I was in a double <laughs> shot glass. Uh, it was, <laughs> I didn't want to spill it. Jeez. So. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, pretty wanted pretty wanted more spontaneous call outs, and I brought one to the podcast tonight. I thought, what's <laughs> Flynn more of an expert in than any of us? It's obviously back spalding, and Bax. apparently the answer <laughs> balding and back. I'm, I'm forty five years old, apparently. Uh, <laughs> very good. Very good. Okay. Yeah, somehow, you know, somehow you're on the younger half, half of knowing this. how many vertebrae there are. So. What a weird – that whole setup was amazingly Wait. awful. Okay. No, no, no. But do we uh, – serious question. Do we have like more vertebrae when we're younger? And they just I think that – yeah, yeah. I don't know if you listened to the, May, the Mayfield <laughs> I Clinic. I didn't listen to Kevin explain it. Dr. Mayfield. Not. I'm sorry. I, I Dr. do know, Dr. Kevin however, Reynolds, MD. that with my next back surgery, I'm going to gain seven millimeters of height. So – Really? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be so uh, much taller. It, would you say that you could just anyone can get the surgery? I was gonna say uh, that, yeah. that basically they they <laughs> How take much does out it cost? They, they a lot of money. Uh, they they take out the disc and then they they jack it up like a car and then they bolt the 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 uh, vertebrae together. All right, I have so, an unrelated Kevin's, question. Kevin's having an elective surgery to repair. <laughs> just, his, he's like, gonna rebuild he's gonna fuse every back. single part of just his spine so he's four inches tall. Seven millimeters. I have an unrelated question. Um, how late is it in life to start playing basketball and think you can make it to the NBA? Well, um, if you fuse your entire spine, you're not going to be able to play basketball. <laughs> so, so earlier than 33 uh, was yeah, necessary. Probably, right, yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, we have, you know, we have, I don't know what derailed. segment we just did, um, but somebody confessed something to us, I guess. <laughs> Pretty wanted yeah. more spontaneous call-outs. I did. I one. did. I did. That one. was a beautiful spontaneous call-out, and I can't wait to throw the like alarm buzzers thing in post and you know make it sound epic and yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, yeah. Thanks. So, so listeners, we brought you another round of confessions. 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 Part two. This is part two of our confessions. Yeah, don't get me started. I'll. I know that. I think I know all of the lyrics to that. Uh, are you gonna do no, the, no. the song? I made you this owe joke. <laughs> I made the joke that about part two of my confessions the first time, and you guys and pretty, you called it a reach, and everyone was like, "Wow, that was bad. That was bad. That was bad. That was bad." Because we weren't and in part Kevin two yet. Kevin makes the same joke, the same exact joke, and everyone's like, "Okay, okay, Kevin, I see the well, joke you're making." When you Pretty's go like, make it a third time, lyrics. it's also not going to be funny. Wow. So. Yeah, second joke. We're is at part two of the confessions. This podcast now. is getting to. I was going to say this is confessions part two. I don't know why it's not. I don't know why you don't think that's awesome. <laughs> it's the remix to confessions. Oh boy. Uh, anyways, I'll <laughs> no? go first. Okay. I'll go first. Uh, if everyone, so uh, you know, this we just wrapped up March. March was a silly, goofy month. Um, we all did a lot of smart, great, amazing things, but we also probably did a lot of stupid things. Um, one of the stupidest things I actually just did today uh, felt like a total, um, I don't know what, but uh, my entire uh, kitchen smells like pickles currently. And this is because as I was uh, getting back today from uh, work and I was like, oh, I'm going to make myself a little lunch. I'm going to make a nice little sandwich. I start pulling you know, ingredients out of the fridge and frequently I will just 
put as much in my arms as possible because I feel like I can carry every condiment that I need and just make it one trip, you know, convenience. You don't want to go back to the fridge for multiple things, right? So I uh, had forgot that the last time I used the pickle jar, I didn't quite screw the lid on totally. So I grabbed the pickle jar just by the lid to put it into my arms in my stack of condiments with the mayo and the mustard. And as soon as it lifted from the shelf, I fell, I just watched it happen in slow motion as this pickle jar just toppled end over end and shattered pickle juice, whole pickle spears, and glass all over my feet and all over my kitchen floor. So I spent a solid hour mopping that up because we don't have a broom. We only have a mop. So that was fun picking up glass. <laughs> you get a broom. Mop. Those are not yep. rare. Those are not hard to find. Nor are they expensive. You have spent nope. way more money on garbage bourbon than you have brooms. Pretty, if you just give me your address months. right now, I'm going to Amazon you a I was uh, doing the same thing right now because it's not a gift of obligation. <laughs> it's something he needs. Can we all send him brooms just tell us your address right now i'm gonna send you um, like the halloween witch broom that is of yeah, no set, use tell us your whatsoever. address on the podcast just tell us <laughs> address what's right the now. zip code and, uh, and what's your social in case they ask yeah five, Pretty, five i've done similar five, things five, but it was five, at five. work and it was a salad dressing and so i got the salad dressing out i had my salad there and i went to shake up the salad dressing and i went back once and it just spewed salad dressing all over the office and so i went to my boss and i was like i need to go home because i have salad dressing all over me and she just started laughing hold on so, did you call it salad dressing or did you act, like don't you just call it by the name of whatever it is like oh ranch or oh Italian or I wouldn't oh. know. I have no experience with salad dressings. It was a it was a vinaigrette <laughs> of some kind. I don't remember what it was called, but it you know I I called it salad dressing. Yeah, I would call it salad dressing because I that that's all. One I know thing you don't eat don't salads. Of camp, yes, I know. Um, <clears throat> so I've changed since stupid, quarantine, but I'm still me. <laughs> my stupid thing that I did this month. So um, three of us on this podcast own homes um and three of us on this podcast are probably good at and brooms homes. apparently um, homes and brooms three of us yeah, own homes them. homes and brooms uh, <laughs> and I, yep. I believe three of us on this podcast would be good at owning homes but i don't think those two lists over overlap uh because i think <laughs> i think that jacob is is just a much better homeowner than me even though he doesn't own a home i am what? woefully inadequate when it comes to owning my own house. Um, and, and it was demonstrated when Can Lauren, <coughs> when Lauren was putting our son down for bed, he, I went downstairs and I had noticed this like cord that was hanging from the basement ceiling that was taped off at the end. And I was like, that's just been there for a while. I want to feel productive. I'm going to like trim it and then retape the, it with electric. And so I went over with my, kitchen scissors and i went to <laughs> oh, cut God. this cord it was live and the, the oh, a big God. flash happened uh the 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 scissors exploded out of my hand um what? literally the the plastic parts on the scissors exploded off of the metal uh it, it burnt a hole in the scissors and it cut off electricity to half our house which i was able to fix um but yeah, that was, uh, I, I thought I was going to do one productive thing in my house by cutting what I thought was a dead wire, but it ended up not being a dead wire. It's like uh, Andy Dwyer 
where where they're at the how the party and Ron starts fixing everything and he, and he, Andy just talks about this live wire that hangs in the shower and he's just like <laughs> oh yeah we call it like shock wire because you know if uh, if you touch it you know you'll die oh <laughs> like, I, I was feel like that's I, how you I was so lucky that the the scissors went down when they exploded instead of at my face because I was also cutting it about two feet above my head and so so I, uh, it was it was not a safe situation that I was in. How? First off, shame on your your whoever inspected the house for not catching that. Oh, hey, there's a live wire just hanging in the basement. What yeah. is up with that? Second off, well, it's an unfinished basement, so you know that's fair. <laughs> always, always gotta you know do the classic thing of going to the breaker box and flipping off every single breaker in the house. You know that's what I do whenever I change a light bulb. Probably wouldn't have done that anyway. <laughs> Pretty was that supposed to be a joke? Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was more of me just making fun of myself because I just, do do you that. You said that so like smugly that you thought you were, yeah, you were a like big obviously laugh or this is and I was what just, you do. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'll put I'm my really own laugh concerned track that it. Flynn's like we're just blowing by the fact that how stupid what he did was. <laughs> it was very stupid. It you was know, very stupid. Like, I texted metal. my friend, a few of my other friends in a, uh, a group text, and we were talking about <clears throat> fantasy football or college football or whatever, and, and so I was like, I almost just died, and I told them the story, and then we just went back to talking about football. Um, you without, didn't text just, any of us. Yeah, I, because I was a little embarrassed. Uh, oh. And so two days later, a friend of mine texted in the group. <laughs> hang on, hang like, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You were a little embarrassed to text... Me, Flynn, or me, Kevin, and Pretty, but you're like, you know what? I'm no longer embarrassed. I'll tell literally anyone that wants to hear it. Well, no, I was texting uh, the two croppers <laughs> and Andrew Close, which I feel like are also not good at owning a home, so they could relate to what I was talking about. Um, and so two days later, uh, one of them was like, we need to go back to Flynn almost dying. I had a list of questions that I've been thinking about for two days. <laughs> and he like rattled them off in a text chain, <laughs> just asking me. He was like, what pair of scissors, what what, what, what the brand of scissors was. Uh, you know, it, it, was, it was nuts. Was that like a, was that like a questioning of... So that I don't make the same mistake, or was that a question of like what he was just baffled on how it happened? Yeah, he was just like, we need to delve into this deeper. Have you told your dad this? Yes, yes. And his response was, my dad is also woefully (laughs) inadequate at at house things. Um, I told him when he came up because uh, our a kid in our neighborhood ran his. Uh, bike through our fence and uh my dad came up to help me replace the segment of the fence which for people that that are good at doing home repair stuff should have taken like an hour but it took me and my dad like four and a half hours to do so uh you know uh, he didn't he he is not he is on the kind of the same page as me as uh not not great about house stuff and he will uh, admit that freely that's amazing um well, Flynn, okay. I'm glad I'm glad you're Kudos, with us still. Flynn. Yes, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm glad I'm alive as well. I don't have Jeez. anything nearly as stupid to confess. Um, I you know, I've got one thing house related, and it's like I said, we're buying a house, and um, in a, in a previous episode, you've heard me say I don't trust doctors, you know, medical doctors, obviously, doctors of educational leadership are geniuses, but but medical doctors are just crooks that make educated guesses with your body um and you know so i um because i'm you know you know i've i've, I've had some educations and i i think i'm knowledgeable in things that i'm really just not um so i made several 
decision, like family altering decisions about our uh, mortgage, what we could afford, what um, sort of bridge loan program we could engage in to purchase this home while we're still waiting to put our home on the market. Um, I made lots of decisions where I was like sort of telling my realtor as if I knew that it was good. And she was just like, yeah, that, that sounds like a great idea. If that's the case, great, great. And I was like, cool. And um, the realtor assuming that you like talked to the bank about your loans and finances is my favorite part of this so far. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like that checks out. Yeah. Okay. If, yeah. You, if that's what the bank said. <laughs> so she's like, you know, you bank. contacted, you contacted the mortgage guy and I'm like, yes, I did. So me, me texting the mortgage guy on the weekend, what I was doing, um, was not, I learned, uh, you know, that was Saturday, I learned on Monday, was not him saying, yeah, that's how this works. Because um, on Monday, I learned um, that I really don't actually know a lot about the different things that banks and lenders and Fannie Mae expect of us um, in home owning and buying uh, and mortgage exchanging processes. So, um, you know, I just want to sort of put that out as a PSA to all listeners that um, if you're like me and you're supremely intelligent and so you just know things, um, I want you to know that there are there will be times where you, when it comes to mortgages and home finance, you might not know what you think you know. Um, I don't want to go into more specifics on here, but I feel like that's, that's a key difference between you and I. I just always think I don't know the answer to this. So I'm going to ask someone, and Kevin's like, "I know, we got this." <laughs> well, I, uh, yeah, no, the difference between you and me is I'm like, "I've got this," and you're like, "My wife's got this." <laughs> yeah, yeah, she takes care of most of that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. So, uh, but that's that's home related. But but what I was prepared to bring up today, because um, the question that was prompted in our show doc was, what's something um, stupid you've done in the past month? And I'm not sure if it's stupid, but it's a bit embarrassing. Um, I uh, tired one morning in recent weeks, applied more than one glob of toothpaste to my face as shaving cream. Um, <laughs> you know, like, did you, you, know, did you shave, did you shave with toothpaste? No, I, I didn't, oh. but, but uh, I, you should have, you, you were too far. You, I was going to say, after you did <laughs> it, you like, whatever. Yeah, I, I, I should have, I, and I should just edit it in post and say for I science. Did. Yeah. You know, for science purposes. No, I did to be truthful and transparent with, with our, our tens of listeners. No, I didn't. But I, um, you know, like sometimes you grab the wrong thing and, you know, you, you put the body wash on your hand when you meant to put the shampoo or whatever. So I put the I put the toothpaste in my hand and started spreading. And that should have been my cue. Like this isn't what shaving cream feels like or shave gel or whatever. Um, but I went back. It was a second glob. I mean, it was a second glob of let's do the right side of the face now. And I didn't notice. Um, so that's what that's what having a you know a, a baby at home is like. Um, but that's the stupidest thing I've done in the last in the last four weeks is uh, almost shave my face with toothpaste and 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 not notice it as soon as I really should have because um, they're not the same. I um, 
my 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 big home ownership thing. So I bought the house that my grandfather built, and uh, when my grandmother died, my dad and the his sisters like held on to it. So I bought it from the estate. And basically, when you don't have a realtor and you're buying a family home from the estate, and everyone's just like, "Sure, whatever you want to do," and we just basically we found a mortgage guy who was like, "Yeah, you can get the loan," and I just signed everything. So I know nothing about the home buying experience, even though I'm a homeowner. And sometimes people ask questions, and I'm like, "Do I just tell them that like I don't know anything?" <laughs> or do I just pretend that I also understand what it's like to try to get a mortgage when really someone was just like, you just want this mortgage? And I said, yeah. When people talk um, about interest <laughs> rates, you're like, yeah, I have one of those. <laughs> I actually do know what my interest rate is, um, but that's about it. I, I, have nothing, I know nothing else besides that. But uh, in the past month, um, so I, I have, am now two shots into my vaccination, uh, which is very great. Um, but I, it, living in, in Louisville, it was a little bit... Like I couldn't really find anything in Louisville that was very convenient. So in order to get knocked up, as I like to call it, uh, <laughs> in a, it inoculated, knocked up, we tried, uh, tried out we on understand. your friends. It's, it's good. good. We it's got good it. stuff. We got it's good it. stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and <laughs> quarantine knocked you up. Is yeah. there a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, quarantine and I are knocked up and uh, we're, we couldn't be happier. And that is going to stick. Whoa. And I'm just so <laughs> yeah. sorry. Very happy. In advance. I did, very happy. I did for the next time we're all to together. I, we're we're together, what, really like two, two, three weeks from now? Yeah. It's like going to come up. Derby. It's going to so, yeah, come up. Yeah, we'll be up in about a month. Yep. It's going to yeah, come up. I'm going to call her quarantine the whole time. Absolutely. <laughs> I did mention, so like she was in bed when we went up for that. And I was like, she's like, how's the podcast? And I was like... <laughs> The guys might call you quarantine. <laughs> How's the podcast? Here's the thing. And then I, I told it to her uh, in the way, and I was like, and like you've changed and all this stuff. And, I'm, and she was, I was like, so the guys might just call you quarantine. It's fine. And she was like, okay, whatever, and like rolled back over. I don't know if she remembers it or not, but like I don't think she knows to the extent that we will do that, though. I just I can't wait for us to be. Until Kevin just came in and yelled at me tonight. <laughs> I, we're gonna be at something, and someone's gonna like, you know, I remember how difficult quarantine was, and I'm gonna be like, she's. Standing right there. <laughs> I don't think she's very difficult to deal with at all. I think she's delightful. <laughs> That's my girlfriend. <laughs> I'm just going to start knocking out everybody that talks bad about quarantine. <laughs> now, do you mean do you mean giving them vaccines? Or uh, I'm confused knocking, now. Knocking out is different than knocking up. No, I'm not going to okay. vaccinate everyone that talks bad about quarantine. Anyway, what I was going to say was that I had to travel to Bowling Green. Um, Kentucky, which is um, from where I work. It, I'm about I work about halfway between um, my house and Bowling Green, so I was like, perfect. I'll just leave after work. It'll be great. Still about an hour drive, and so I drive down there, and it's at like two thirty in the afternoon, which is my tired time, if you will. And so I drink some caffeine along the way to safely arrive for my life saving shot. And I walk in, and it's a mass inoculation place. And so there's a line. It's an old Sears building. There's a line out the door, and I was like, oh god. And I have to pee at the start of this. And I'm like, just get in line, just do this, and like figure out the bathroom on the way home. And that was by far the dumbest thing I could have ever done. The line was out the door. Then once you get in, it snaked back. There's no bathrooms, like, at all. Uh, this guy's like, can I go to the bathroom? He's like, you got to go all the way over to the food court. I was like, I don't know where the food court is. No, I just waited in line for 25 minutes. I'm not going to go to the back of the line now. 
Um, but then there, it snakes back and forth for at least an hour. Then you go to another place where it snakes back and forth like four more times. Then you get into a registration line, which takes a while. And then you register, and then you get into the vaccination line, and then you get vaccinated, and then you wait 15 minutes, 15 and minutes, then yeah. you're good to go. <laughs> so, like, I, all told, I had to pee when I started. I had to pee probably about 45 minutes into my hour drive, and then I held it for two plus more hours. After I got registered, walking over to the vaccination line was painful. Every step I took reverberated my bladder, which was bursting into my stomach, which I don't, I don't know what it was. It was, it was one of the most uncomfortable I've ever been. And like, then you see the vaccination, the, the pharmacist, like going to mix another batch and you're just, I'm just sitting here like saying no words to anybody. People are like, Oh, is this your first shot? Your second shot? Do you know if it hurts? What are the side effects? This is great, isn't it? Oh, we just got to keep doing this. And the whole time I'm just straight face looking down, like, how do I not urinate my pants? That's a side effect. Yeah. It was so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable. And I could have just said, you know what? That looks like a long line. Let me go to JCPenney and pee beforehand. And the reason I know that is because when I went for my second shot, that's exactly what I did. And it was way better. (laughs) (laughs) I just would have done it at the start. Everything would have been fine. Oh, my God. It was so ridiculous. I um, I, am. You know, since this is confessions, I'll just say this. It, you know, you might know um, I don't trust medical doctors very much. Uh, I think I know more than them. So uh, when I got my shot, uh, I've only got my first Fauci ouchy. I'm getting my second one early next week. And when I got my shot, I was like, like the guy who I like was standing in line behind and the person who was next, it was like, who, you know, like, you know, you, you just, you, you recognize that they know you're right after them and they, you know, you're right before them. I got my shot. I went to the little table, looked at the table, didn't like who was sitting at the table, and left. And that dude looked at me like, oh, my God, how dare you disobey? And I was like, you know, I just put my sunglasses on inside the place and just strutted <laughs> my way out. Like, Your so classic I'm, Kevin move. You're so cool. I'm allergic to a like bunch you. of stuff. If I, if, if I wasn't – if I was going to have a reaction, it would already happen, bruh. I'm out, you know. Audi five thousand. Is that? Are we still saying that? Are the kids still saying that? You're so hip and cool. Yeah, yeah. That's my confession. Audi I just walked 5, out. 000. I didn't wait. Nice job, minutes. everyone. Thank yep. you for so your Kevin's, confessions. Kevin's perf- confession is that he ignores medical best practices. Ignores he, medical he, best practices. That's the stupidest thing he's done. Episodes so far. Right, so. Which is, uh, on par with Pretty's garbage confession from the first time. Uh, yeah. Kevin yeah. closes us out with nonsense. Nice job. Nice job. So that takes us into our final, our final uh, segment of the night. Bringing back an old one, uh, Hot Toddy Takes. Hot Toddy Takes. Hot Toddy Takes. Where we are going to be giving our hot takes for each of us uh, and probably going to pick each other apart. So who wants to go first on the Hot Toddy Takes? I can. So, um, I, a I, a lot of excitement. Yeah, no, we, I checked I, this with weird Kat. energy coming from yeah. here. And I'm <laughs> that, yep. very you concerned nearly about jumped what's out of your chair. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I checked this with, with Kat and she was like, I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion so much as like, 
that's just an opinion, but whatever, I'm going to give it. Um, so, uh, you know, we, we've been doing a little, little wedding planning stuff. Um, and, uh, as we were kind of, you know, going through the checklist of, Oh, do we want, do we want to look for this? Do we want to look for this? Blah, 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 blah. Um, and and I'm not surprised to her the whole time. Well, we, we had a nice little conversation about it, but I'm not surprised by this because obviously we're engaged. Uh, we both vehemently like, and this is no offense to anyone who's had them or will have them at their weddings. I enjoy them when I'm there, but I don't like them. See the point of them photo booths. We both absolutely were like, Nope, no way. We're going to have a photo booth. No way at all whatsoever. I was so in deep for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I was hoping you were going to say balloon arch. <laughs> oh, no, we're having one of those. Absolutely having a balloon I arch. Her. I was confident you were going to say relatives, and I was going to be like, yes. <laughs> or children. No relatives. <laughs> no, but, but photo booths, I, I don't get the point of them i mean it just i feel like yes it's fun thing i guess for your guests to do but i just it just takes you away from the action and stuff i don't know that and then that newlywed shoe game that they play you know where it's like oh hold up the shoe i'm like what why do we need to do the shoe thing why do we need to take off our shoes i genuinely have no idea what that is it's a stupid game that people play. It's like uh, you hold up your you, you, the 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 groom's shoe if they do the most cleaning in the house, or the 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 bride's shoe if they that do sounds, the, the most. That sounds like something you should do with a couple's shower that I don't want to have. Yeah, yes. but they do it at a wedding, and it's it's no. very annoying. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. agree. Pretty. That's and not a hot take. No I'll give you the photo booth is a hotter take. Because yeah. I think photo booths. The weddings I've been at that have photo booths, um, and I have not ever been married so i don't know what it would be like to have a photo booth at my own wedding but i have had a very good time going in there and uh drinking several bourbons and then running into a photo booth with several of my friends and doing just really ridiculous things and then immortalizing that by putting it into your scrapbook that says like your memories of the wedding and it's just you know me and flint sharing a cupcake Something like that. <laughs> oh, don't you remember? We met in the middle of the we're, cupcake. Yes. We're gonna lady in the tramp at, at in a cupcake. Wedding, we're gonna have a different way, that. a different that's, that's way a, of you being able to immortalize it. I I just got really uncontrollably angry when Hovcamp used the word several in front of bourbons at wedding receptions because you know, here's a story just to throw this in there in this podcast This is why Kevin has so much hostility towards me and Hovcamp. So angry still, I don't, you know, I've been this year will be uh, six years uh, that Kristen and I have been married and uh, we have friends that worked at Brown Foreman and friends that worked in the liquor business. And one of the things that was great about our wedding is is that um, the liquor was donated. Um, the Grey Goose bottle of vodka I'm looking at was donated. We had liters on liters of Grey Goose and other things. And I have friends that are horrible human beings. Um, three of them are on this <laughs> podcast. Um, and I made the mistake of telling my friends how excited I was that the liquor for my wedding, I wasn't purchasing. I purchased the beer and wine, but the liquor was donated. I had 18 liters of Angel's Envy donated to me for the bar of the wedding. And I made the mistake to tell my groomsmen and friends this thing because whatever wasn't... 
whatever wasn't going to be consumed, I was then going to get to keep. So I was so excited about coming back from a wedding where most people drink beer and wine. I was going to keep. I was going to net at least at least four to five liters of Angel's Envy to start our home in. And halfway through my <laughs> wedding reception, I'm looking around, and my friends are just ornery. And they're, you know, they're Good picking word. people up. The most romantic picture I've ever seen is, is, is Huffcamp yeah. Camp gazing into the eyes of Flynn's future wife, who he was dating at the time, because they were just having a good time, and it's the, it was it's so the most we were practicing it's the most the sea swoop. Just yeah, the yeah. sea swoop. We'll and talk the about the sea swoop. Like, she swooned. Uh, we'll talk about the sea swoop again. She, but it is, she is smote in that picture. The most romantic photo I've ever seen. Um, so, uh, the next day I wake up, and I've had a great wedding night. And we go back to my house, and everybody's dropping off their tuxedos, and we're about to leave for Jamaica. And um, I'm waiting for our wedding planner to come over and bring us this carton of great alcohol. Um, and she shows up with like six liters of Grey Goose vodka, which I don't drink, and a bunch of beer and champagne. I was like, where's the, where's the bourbon? And she says there wasn't any left. And I was like, come again for big fun? Like, <laughs> excuse me? Um, let me let me I, I also, later yeah. hang on hang on it's not hang, okay okay it's not hang on, go ahead. hang on <laughs> i later uh uh we we rented the tuxedos from the florist because that's we got a deal on the flowers and pretty you know listen if you can get a deal on the flowers if you're doing flowers do it because flowers are some of the most expensive things ever so we got we got like we already did that 25 percent off on the flowers for Texas, right it's huge so um you know, we bring all the Texas back, and I hear from the florist, and he's like, yeah, I, you know, I I brought one of your buddies home last night. And I said, again, come come again for big fudge, excuse me. Um, apparently, he was driving down after having picked up the flowers and things, and he sees one of his tuxedos uh, puking into a garbage can on the side of 4th Street Live in Louisville um, and pulls over and asks that guy, you know, you okay, big guy? And he says, yeah, I'm just, you know, something, something, something incoherent. He said, get in. I'll take you home. He does. Um, I learned later that that was our own Andrew Huffkamp, and, uh, who didn't remember how he got home that night. He got home by no, from the I forest. I, I, no, you didn't. I needed no, didn't. reminding, but I told I – because I was, I was staying at my parents' house uh, because I didn't live in Louisville at the time. And so I was staying at my parents' house. I get in, and, and my parents feel awake, and they're like, yeah. so how would you get home? And I was yeah. like, I don't know. Flynn probably set me or something. I don't know. Who knows? Nope, uh, the florist. Like, you kept saying the, the florist. The and I was florist. like – it was the florist! And, like, everything came rushing yeah. back. I don't remember puking. I remember, like, getting lost on the way to 4th Street Live, a.k.a. the next block. Yeah, it was a block. And uh, <laughs> then finding the florist and being like, let's go home. So, but, um, uh, so my question was, was is, you know, we... We we like bourbon, but we don't typically drink to the point at which we vomit. Like that that isn't something that happens for us. Hasn't happened since we were freshmen. What I then later learned was when I told my friends, my dear dear friends, who when they come to my house, I do things like give them bottles of Blake Basil Hayden because I love them. I mean, only when no you're reason. on shrooms, obviously. Yeah, right, shrooms, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'm that person. So my dear, dear friends, when I told them about this great thing for me, what they heard was challenge accepted. No. Um, okay. Let me reframe yes. this in a more accurate manner. Here's what it's happened. It's not a fair Kevin assessment. tells us that he has a ton of Angel's Envy. Angel's Envy is an absolute, absolutely delicious bourbon. We were all very, very excited to drink 
copious amounts of Angel's Envy because Kevin had copious amounts of Angel's Envy. So we go up there, and we, you know, there's rules at a lot of these places where, like, can you order it neat? Does it have to be on the rocks? Does it have to be a mixed drink? They did not care. So when I went up there and I asked, I said, hey, can I have Angel's Envy neat? They were like, absolutely. We're out of whiskey glasses, though. Is it okay if I just pour it into a beer glass? This is an actual conversation I had with a yes. bartender at a wedding reception, and I said, yes, I don't care. Thinking that they were going to pour, like, a couple of shots into a beer glass. They're just going to look like an idiot for a second. They filled it up. They put, like, eight ounces of bourbon in this freaking glass. And it's so smooth, and we're I'm a little bit tipsy already, and I'm just, like, having a good time and drinking and talking. And, like, I drank it like eight ounces of beer. Yes. So then That's I went what back they were for doing. another was- glass of bourbon. Because I forgot that they're pouring them in beer glasses, and they're not pouring shots. They're pouring eight-ounce pours of this. I have never been able to drink <laughs> bourbon on a dance floor like that. I was oh holding it in a beer God. glass, 16 ounces, and I was like, I was just like a glass of Angel's Envy <laughs> so with, with an ice cube. I, I like to drink it with one ice cube. And she gave me a pint of <laughs> Angel's Envy they come with in one pints. ice cube. I was like, <laughs> come in okay. And I got back to my wife, and she was like, oh, that beer is flat. And I was like, not beer. <laughs> It is. Well, it, that's. I'm sorry to derail what we're about to do next, but I just had to tell that story because it's just, one, it's true. We all have our version of it. I still believe that you had malice intent um, in your hearts <laughs> that you didn't want me to get oh, any leftover we were going to. We, we were going to drink more bourbon than usual, probably. Hope Camp and I have gone to multiple bars where it's all you can drink, and Hope Camp texts me, and he goes, drink all, question mark? And I was like, sure. <laughs> and multiple times, the bar has been like, we're out of Coors Light, so you're going <laughs> to to switch to a different <laughs> beer. <laughs> we went to that bar. We ordered like two buckets of Coors Light. And then I was like, Flynn, do you need two buckets too? And then I was like, four buckets of Coors Light. And then they just give it to us, said, we're going to need more Coors Light. And they were out in like another five minutes. Excellent. Um, I'm going gonna, gonna to shift us into yep. a totally different hot take, though. There yep. is no segue to go from how much alcohol we drank at Kevin's wedding to zombie That wasn't movies. even the hot take. Uh, I know that was just a, that was an aside. We, this, this is, is just this episode true. is just asides. That was just a story. <laughs> uh, so here's here's my hot take, and I I was wondering, especially after last time when I said Friends was uh, not a top twenty sitcom in the last thirty years, and I got drilled for not having a hot enough take, even though my take was very warm, <laughs> very hot. Um, so I was like, is this take going to be hot enough? And I kept looking at things that that did not rank World War Z as one of the worst zombie movies of all time. And any any list that doesn't mention it, any list that puts it on a list of decent zombie movies, any list that puts it anywhere is doing an injustice to zombie movies everywhere because yes. World War C World War Z is the worst zombie movie ever. And I'm not talking about like oh well this like $100 budget zombie movie was also bad. I'm not talking about Attack Girl Swim Team versus The Undead, which we all right. love, but it's it is amazing. also a bad movie. If, no, and in the Apocalypse. Catch, catch and in the Apocalypse is amazing, and I will yeah. absolutely defend Well, that uh, Attack Girl Swim Team versus The Undead, not a sponsor. We should say, we, I mean, we should make that clear. <laughs> not, yeah, not a sponsor. Not Unless, a sponsor. You be, but, Unless you want to be. And of, in case you guys couldn't figure out, neither is World War Z. Um, <laughs> the Brad Pitt. <laughs> World War Z, I think, first off, it 
is the worst adaptation of a of a book to movie that I have ever experienced. Um, it's not read, even the book. It's I not. have not even I've not I've not read every book, but I have read World War Z, and I have read and I have seen the movie, and it's it's bad. It's, it's it, there's no parallels whatsoever. The fact that it's rage zombies bothers me, but not to the point of making it the worst ever. I think Twenty Eight Days Later is very good. Um, so there's ways to do rage zombies that are fine, although I I do prefer not to. And also, by far, the worst thing ever is that Brad Pitt just, like, what, gives himself a little bit of cancer, and now he can't get... Sorry, spoilers. Uh, he, he, Brad Pitt gives himself a disease, and now the zombies aren't attracted to him because they only eat healthy flesh or something. It's the dumbest thing ever. It's got nothing to do with the books. The zombies are terrible, and it's like a well-put-together film with prominent actors that had a budget that made money that is respected in many circles, and it baffles me because I will take the sixth Harry Potter movie, the Hobbit trilogy, and every other... I Am Legend. I've not read that, but I've heard it's a terrible adaptation. I will take all of these garbage adaptations way over World War Z. It is a trash zombie movie. I cannot stand it. It is dead last for me in every zombie movie that I've ever seen. And I've seen it. I've seen enough to where that should matter a little bit. Oh yeah, no, you're you're totally right. It's it's total trash. I have heard allegedly the sequel that they were gonna try to make was gonna mirror the book more closely, and it was kind of like this was more of like what actually happens and the or what happens prior to the book taking place. But obviously well, that's not well, the happened. Book, so the book is a weird thing to adapt because it's, it's super all, cool. It's, it's a bunch all of interviews. A past. Like it, the zombie apocalypse has already happened and been recovered from, and it's interviews and stories of people that were there. Obviously, fiction. which is cool, and it's a very cool take. But it's also impossible to take random interviews of different times and stages of the apocalypse and put that into a coherent movie. And so instead, they just bought the rights to the title and made the worst zombie movie they could, starring Brad Pitt. It's interesting. A um, couple things to add. You bring up I Am Legend. I've read the book and I've seen the movie. It's not a great adaptation, but I Am Legend the film is great, and I Am Legend the book is great. So that's um, fair. That's fair. They're, they're not not the same, but they're great. Um, You know, I think that's all you can ask for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. I've often said, and I've not read World War Z. Um, I I didn't make it through World War Z the film. Um, but I, uh, I, I can agree it's bad, um, cause I didn't make it through it. One of the things I've often said, and this, this wasn't the hot toddy take I was going to make, but one of the things I've often said that is controversial because I love the actress. Um, but I think the Hunger Games films are one of the worst adaptations of the books ever to happen. Um, and the issue isn't that the movies are bad. I'm not saying the movies are bad, but they don't do justice to the development of any of the characters. Jennifer Lawrence does a great job, but when you read The Hunger Games, it's all internal dialogue with Katniss, so yep. you, it, yep. and you can't show that in the film. But I the mean, internal the second, the dialogue— The second book is basically PTSD. Right, right. The internal and that's dialogue— that's a really difficult movie to, to make. I agree. The internal dialogue is what makes it good. And so is the so is the violence um, in the books uh, because it's so graphic and in her face and how she reacts to the violence. And when they made the movie, it's a bunch of bunch of shaky cameras, um, and 
you know, decent acting on a plot line. But it's like it's like taking, um, you know, the, the, one of the best plot writers out there who's a terrible writer um, is Dan Brown. Dan Brown's plots are <laughs> Dan Brown's plots are great. His yep. writing is atrocious. Um, you know, Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons. These are all excellent stories that are written poorly. So you know he and adapted well on screen. Yeah, and adapted well on screen. Um, you know, with or without Tom Hanks, they were going to go well to screen because it's all about the story, not about the writing. The opposite, I think, is true for the Hunger Games. The Hunger Games, um, the writing is great, um, but so difficult to translate to film effectively to be as good. Um, so I would just bring that up as a quick reaction think, to what you said, Huffcamp. I think all it, that I all that I ask for is that the movie version does the best job that it can with each of the books, and I think on the whole, Harry Potter does that, with the exception of the sixth one. I think the Lord of the Rings does it better than any adaptation ever. I think the Hobbit fails at it, um, hands down. And and no one fail. And I think the Hunger Games did the best they could with what they had. You can't put that to screen and make it acceptable, and especially the audience that was reading the Hunger Games. Um, that is a, an R movie if you do that properly. And yeah, I don't no, think they could have that in R movie. I, I, but, I agree. But World War Z is the worst, the worst experience I've had reading the book and watching the movie. Um, and I had, there's several movies and books where I have not had the experience of both, but by far that's the worst one for me. And the movie wasn't good on its own either, and that's my biggest okay, problem. I have a question. You said you said Lord of the Rings is the best adaptation. Would you compare seasons one through three to four, maybe, of Game of Thrones to Lord of the Rings? You cannot compare them because you dedicated ten hours of screen time to one, and you only dedicated Fair. four hours to the other. So... Um, you yeah. did not. You did not make a film adaptation. You made a show adaptation, and you also had source material for season five and made it atrocious. So fair. You That's ruined true. it. Yeah, good argument. I was just asking. On a totally unrelated note, but it is. It is phenomenal. Seasons one through four are very good. Amazing. Very good. Yeah. So good. I, I want to see the uh, Peter Jackson cut. Now that we've seen the Snyder cut of Justice League, I want the Peter Jackson cut of Lord of the Rings. I want the Russo brothers cut of Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> I want yeah. I want a new hot take. So Kevin or Flynn, give us something new. I'm happy to go. Um, this is very different. Um, Our hot takes have it. been not <laughs> have been just. I feel like mine's gonna be different and too. Bringing so. it back to something <laughs> real weird. Yeah, <laughs> no. Um, I did want to say quickly though the, the like the Divergent series. Um, the movies were bad, um, and the source material was also bad um <laughs> they didn't even make the they didn't even finish it i know yeah i know i just uh, had to say that because i someone, saw the someone, movies and i was like i think to. i'm gonna see the last one but then the last one never came out yeah so. <laughs> it was just it was like the opposite of hunger games where the source material was good the movies were fine but not great adaptations um it was like bad making bad so i just had to say that because i just have to um so here's my hot toddy take um <laughs> i was thinking about this uh, first of all, I want to I want to call back. We're doing a lot of callbacks. Show eleven. I want to call back. Kevin's to the, doing a lot of callbacks. My, my last my last hot toddy. He's take got the about, most uh, you know time to call back to. <laughs> right. That's right. true. My <laughs> last back in his day. Um, <laughs> I, I made it. I made it going to White Castle one day in a row. Um, <laughs> so I just want to say that uh, I went during the workday. I texted the group. I showed them, and it was. 
It was so bad. I, I felt so terrible. And then, you know, these guys know this, but, like, it just coincided with my son bringing home this stomach bug from daycare, like, the next day. And then I was in such worse shape. So it was like, I just... Um, you know I what I hear not... is good for that? Wendy's. Yeah, <laughs> doubtful. Good, good bowl of Wendy's chili. <laughs> Cures it. I will not be attempting seven straight days of White Castle. Um, so pretty wins. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I, that, was I, a, that was a Malort bet as well. I know, I know, I, I know, I know it is. I don't own Malort, but if someone can get me a shot of it, oh, we'll figure it. it out. I'll take it next time I have it and there's a podcast. But I um, I maintain that on any given day, if someone were to say, you have to go to White Castle or Wendy's, I would choose White Castle. That is true. But the bet that I made was that I could make it seven straight days going to White Castle. That was a mistake. Or that Wendy's. It was, <laughs> was a week's worth of lunches where you could only go to White Castle or Wendy's. And you were like, I'll do White Castle easy. Yeah, seven days you in were a row. so confident. Yeah, that was a second. <laughs> that was a two bourbon in decision. I, th- I feel like we can amend this and say you can now just do Wendy's seven days in a row instead if you would like. I won't do that. <laughs> Uh, it's not going to hurt me inside the way that White Castle was, but I won't like it. And so I'm just going to take a shot of Malort, <laughs> which is bad like for two Malort. minutes. Um, it's Malort bad is for bad. like 20, at least 20 minutes. Not when I chase with delicious bourbon, but it, I, I digress. Here's my hot toddy take. Uh, can, I, can I pause this for one sure. second? Pretty is seemingly stewing over there. I don't know what it is. It looks like he's in like thought. I just thought he had gas. No, I don't know, no. or or about to puke. I don't yeah, know what's just happening. His face. But I need pretty gas. <laughs> that's just his face. Kevin, go ahead. Pretty offers no response to that. Okay, I'm totally no, no, no. I'm totally fine. I'm, just, I'm waiting. I, I was more of like listening to, to Kevin tell the hot toddy take. So go ahead, Kevin. Because we have fruit candy, we don't need chocolate. Uh, if if Willy Wonka were deemed president of the world and they said, Willy Wonka, there can be only 10 sweet candies, period, in the world. There can be only 10. Choose them. And I know he was a chocolate guy. I don't even care if it's Willy Wonka. If someone made me president of the world and they said, Kevin, Dr. Kevin Reynolds, extraordinaire, philanthropist. Tell me what are the 10 candies that can exist. I can confidently say none of them would be chocolate. They would all be fruit candies. They would be Sour Patch Kids. They would be Trolley Bright Crawlers. They would be Skittles. They would be Tropical Skittles. They would be Airheads. They would be Airheads. Uh, uh, They would be Starburst. They would be Starburst Jelly Beans. There would be, I mean, there, there are so many fruit candies, and all of them. All of them are better than the best chocolate candy. Like, if, like, what's true, what's just true, is chocolate candies go in order of good, Snickers, Milky Way, other things. And Also wrong. And what's yeah, just true, what's just true is that there are at least 10 fruit candies better than any of the best chocolate candies. And, and I was wrong. No. Excuse me. Excuse me. It goes no. Twix. Twix. Then still no. Then and Snickers. No, no Reese's gonna get a mention here. Reese's is in the top five. It's probably behind Milky Way and ahead of Kit Kat. Can I get a, a whatchamacallit? 
because no, those are amazing. No, no, I can't, no I can't stop. Which of my thoughts are great. No, it's Twix, it's Twix, Snickers, Twix, Snickers, Milky Way, Kit Kats are up there. Twix, Snickers, Milky Way, Reese's, and Kit Kats. Twix, Snickers, Milky Ways, Reese's, Kit Kats is the top five chocolate, and okay. and there are at least if ten for If there is two, there are two bowls sitting here. One is filled with Starburst. One is filled with those individual Dub Dark chocolates. I'm grabbing Dub Dark chocolate every time. That's that's a yes. stupid decision. No. It's not as good. Dub so Dub Dark better. chocolate is the most adult candy in the entire world. It's and it. it you know, uh, I've, you guys know that my diet has changed uh, a little bit since quarantine, and uh, since quarantine. Yeah, so maybe maybe yeah, dark dark chocolate is uh, is my new thing. <laughs> so Kevin, Kevin, you are objectively wrong that fruit candy is just by far and away better than chocolate. I right. mean, what? That is like, crazy. Not even going to count believe three none of you have heard of a whatchamacallit. That's it's not that we put it, it in the chain. That we don't put it up there. That, that it's high. delicious. That's amazing. It's like candy. the per- I, it's no, the perfect it's, candy. It's, it's it fine. is the perfect. What's McCollins are fine. That, that and five take. Five take is fantastic. Take or take five. five. Also take called five. a take five. Yeah. Flynn's <laughs> like, take uh, like why don't you guys like Grand bars are good. Oh, we haven't even talked about crunch bars. The simplest and best of them all. Oh, the bunch of crunch that you get at the theater, and then they're gone by the first uh, the first preview. Yeah. Kevin, where do you stand on like covering something in chocolate, like a chocolate covered something for for candy? So I. Don't hear it or not. Cherry saying. cordials. Don't. Where do you stand on those? What? Cherry cordials. Chocolate Snow covered caps. cherries. I, I don't name, I don't eat I don't eat most nothing fruit. Kevin doesn't like desserts. Candies. Kevin doesn't like desserts. So he, his opinions are just invalid when it comes to sweet things. Every time I go to over to his house, uh, I along with his wife and my wife are like, "Let's have dessert." And Kevin's like, "No, thank you." He will just pass on dessert whenever he is offered a sweet. I'll, I'll happily treat. pass on dessert too. I think cutting out sweets is easy to do. You just don't do it again. Um, you just, you just don't eat them. And, and yet somehow he has a dessert take that could not be more offensive to me. So terrible. So Kevin, we've, okay. we've definitely trashed your take. What, what's your response to all of this? It is a hot this? toddy take. My, my, my response is, um, I, uh, I, I dare you to name I dare you to name can, candies better than. Are, are you saying that M and M's are better than Skittles? Yes. Yes. Objectively, yes. Now that I'm older than twelve, yes. Peanut M and M's are the best. Peanut butter M and M's. Peanut butter M and M's. Crispy M and M's. No, I'm not having M and M's. I'm in for that though. Yeah. Every type of M M&M and M is better than every type of Skittle. I grab, I grab a like the wild berry Skittles. I think are the best, and I'll grab a, like a little mini pack of those for nostalgia reasons. Um, I will just eat those mini packs of M and M's. Kevin, so I am good. so shocked that your dentures can take Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> go to hell. When I when I go down the list, when I go down the list of good, when I go down the list of good candy. Right, good, good candy. When I go down that list, I have to go as far as Tootsie Roll Pops to get even close to no a, something way. that counts, something oh that is close that counts as chocolate, uh, chocolate adjacent. 
That's as far down as I have to go for it to actually hit a chocolate candy. Tootsie Rolls Everything might else be is my better. least favorite chocolate candy. That's where they're, they're bad. Once, <laughs> once you get to Tootsie Rolls, you ha- I have passed several Skittles okay. and several Starbursts and several Jolly Ranchers. I, I feel like I need uh, to bring this, us past look, this look, topic. The take, because, the take is hot. Uh, the take is the scalding. Take is the take is is. In fuego. I can't even drink I think we're this gonna hot toddy because it's so hot. Because of this, what do Kevin? kids say these days? I don't even know. Kevin this hot toddy is boiling. <laughs> it's just it's just true. It's just a thing. Also, do you boil toddies? What is a toddy? Kevin, hot... A toddy? A hot toddy? Oh, yeah, the, the hot toddy. Oh, yeah. Like, the yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Whoa. Are you okay. thinking of tamales? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay. Y'all, we had 10 <laughs> solid episodes. Episode 11 just... We crashed. Yes, just skip, just skip this one. Um, skip this one. I feel like I have a hot take that not not many people agree with, but I think two people on this podcast might agree with me on this hot take. I'm which two? I'm which two? Be the outlier. I think I'm going to be the outlier. I want you to pick Kevin, the two it, now. You can write it down. You can write it down if you want to, but I want you to pick the two out right now. Oh, it's going to be me. Yes, it's going to be me. Yes. It's who? <laughs> the two best albums of all time. <laughs> oh, I almost did a hot take on the best albums. Are Teenage Dream by Katy Perry and Prism by Katy Perry. Yes. I, that's not a hot take. That's just fact. It's just, I, also, I've got nothing I to say. I also wasn't going to do a hot take about Katy Perry albums. Yeah, I, do you I, disagree? Do you think this. another Katy Perry album is in the top two? No, no, those are the top two Katy Perry albums, and right? I've already answered this question. Uh, I've already said the three greatest albums of all time are Beatles, The White Album, Michael Jackson, Thriller, and then LFO, title album LFO. Um, I'm disappointed to hear anything else be brought up. If you need me to continue down the list, um, Appetite for Destruction is there by Guns N' Roses. Um and you know, probably "Baby One More Time" by Britney Spears is is here's, next in line. Here's what here's what my hot take was going to be, um, was that "August and Everything After" by The Counting Crows is one of the top ten albums of all time. I almost I almost said that hot take. I think that that is an absolutely stellar album that gets just every single song is pure poetry and some sort of like heartbreaking, heart wrenching. You know, amazing, speaking awesomeness. of pure, pure, pure poetry, and, uh, and it turns Perry, out that Flynn just comes in with the KP take, and I'm like, yeah, no, those are also two amazing albums. Katy Perry always uh, is, is the, always the voice of our generation. Um, she is a phenomenal singer and a phenomenal pr- uh, performer. Um, you know, Jacob and I and Cove Camp and I have uh, the three of us have seen Katy Perry in concert twice, um, and both times have had just a fantastic time. Do we um, do we save it for another time? Save it, save it. Save yeah, it. I, I we're, think we're at an hour thirty already. Yeah, I think we're running out of time. We'll 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 tell the Katy Perry story later. But I just want to put in the minds of people that Katy Perry has two phenomenal albums. That every single song on the album is a bop it slaps it's whatever the go. kids say nowadays i was gonna say a bop um, is not a thing slaps I actually is the I, prism prism for the longest time fun fun story Prism's about great. prism so i was an admissions counselor traveling uh for for nku at the time and i was in hazard kentucky very small town in the appalachians and oh i know the um, city commissioner and 
<laughs> and uh, there's a Walmart that was across the street from my hotel, and that's when, and it was the day that Katy Perry was releasing Prism, and we had been counting this down, and I knew it was the day, and I had a college fair to go to in Hazard at like eight o'clock in the morning, and I said I'm going to go over there before before the fair, and I go over there, and I was like, "Where's the new Katy Perry album?" And they're like, "We are, we just woke up. What? Why are you here?" Um, so they're like, go home and we'll figure out CDs later. And I was like, and then I was leaving for the college fair and I was like, I wonder if they got him out yet. And I walk in <laughs> and I say, uh, you guys got the new Katy Perry album out? And he, this guy's like got this whole big thing. He goes, oh yeah, we're unpacking them right now. And he looks at me and goes, do you want, uh, the normal CD or do you want the one with all the bells and whistles? And I just looked at him and I said, bells and whistles. <laughs> he opens up the case, hands me this ridiculous book of a CD. I purchase it. I was the very first person in Hazard, Kentucky to purchase Katy Perry's new album. <laughs> Proud of you. Uh, it might it, still be the very it's an amazing, <laughs> amazing album. Um, you know, on on Katie my Perry running and I go playlist, way back. <laughs> on my running playlist is multiple Katy Perry songs, but the the top one is Roar. It is just that sure. like anthem sure. that really pumps you up. So you know, it's 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 a fantastic song, a fantastic album. Katy Perry is the the artist of our generation. If you don't sing Double Rainbow every time you see a Double Rainbow, you haven't lived. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, we've... Flynn, I have a, Flynn, I have a question. Okay. What what movie is Double Rainbow a famous reference from? I don't know. There's that YouTube video of that guy that's like, Double Hove. Rainbow. Hove Camp Pretty, you want to help him? Uh, I'm actually, I don't I don't. I, don't, I have one. no idea what you're referencing. Yeah. It's Super Troopers, isn't it? I don't think so. When did double rainbow. double rainbows and super troopers? Good showing, Kevin. When they're when they're high in the car, isn't it double rainbow? The snozberries taste like snozberries. Well, that's not that yeah. super troopers. I don't know. I don't Maybe remember the double rainbow comment. Maybe but. I'm wrong. I need to look it up. I need to look it up before I call Flynn out again. Um, in the meantime, though, if you all still want to listen to us uh, after Kevin has so rudely trashed any type of chocolate candies and after Flynn has made the bold claim that Katy Perry has two of the greatest albums of all time. No, no, no. Camp the and two. Greatest albums. And Hove Camp and I uh, just, you know, made some kind of lukewarm takes. Anyways, uh, yeah, tune in next week. Uh, We're going to go ahead and sign off. Uh, So with that, everyone, have another glass of bourbon on us, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. 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 Sláinte.